Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I'd just like to to get your uh, kind of memories of uh, of arriving at Main Road because um, I'm not going to lie looking looking at the time that you joined it, it, it can't have looked like the most appealing prospect. Um, oh no to be fair it certainly was. Um, I was I've been at Leeds for about three seasons, but the Malaysia Elites, um, I was I was injured. Um, I hadn't played at all. Um, it looked like I was going to have to retire through my injury that I had, but I managed to battle my way back to some sort of fitness. Um, and I, I played a few games for the reserves at, at Leeds, but by that stage, the the first team had moved on in terms of you know younger players coming through. You know, Jonathan Woodgates, people like that. Um, so I had to go out on loan to uh, South End of all places, which, which was fine. I went down there for a couple of months to get some first team games under my belt, um, and I was on the verge of actually signing as a as a player coach with Alvin Martin as manager there. Um, and then I, I got a phone call from Joe Rawl out of the blue. Um, obviously knew Joe from my time at um, Oldham Athletic in the um, early nineties when we had um, three really good years in the in the Premier League. Um, and so he said, um, you know, it, I think Joe had only taken over um, about six, seven weeks previously at Man City. And obviously he was struggling towards the bottom end of the um, the championship. Um, and so um, headed over to, to Main Road the following day and, and, and signed. So it was, a, um, as they say, a no-brainer in terms of, you know, signing for, for City. Um Especially as it meant I wouldn't have to move house if it had gone down south end. Obviously, I'd have had to sell up, had a young family and everything. So it worked out um, uh, quite well. Um, played the first sort of five, six games, then got a, another injury, an ankle injury. Um, so I didn't play for the rest of that season. And then I didn't play for the, the whole of the next season, which culminated obviously in the team winning at uh, Wembley against Gillingham. Yeah, I mean, just just looking at, uh, at when you arrived at City as well. Uh, I mean, we we spoke to Joe Royal a few years ago and and to Willie Donachy as well, and it like they that they were both saying that the that the squad because of of the number of managers that City had had over the previous few years and and the changes that had happened kind of behind the scenes, uh, there, there was almost fifty players on the books at the at the time. What what was that like coming into that sort of environment? Um, yeah, it was it, it was difficult. Yeah, and in, in fact, I was given uh, the kit number. Uh, 53. So uh, that just shows you how many how many players they had there. Um, as as you rightly said, there there was just seemed to be an accumulation of players over the you know the two previous um, seasons, um, which often happens when uh, clubs change their managers on a regular basis. So I think I think Joe was you know trying to sort sort out the the squad. Um, you know he came in you know two-thirds of the way through the season and the obviously the sole aim was just to stay in that um, division so there was there was players all over the place um, I think I think Joe had brought in a few other players um, along along with me I think Sean Gota signed a couple of days just after me as well um, 
but unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't work out, and um, we got we got relegated. But um, yeah, I remember, I remember there was a hell of a lot of players knocking about. I think we were we, we were getting changed at Main Road um, at the time, and then we were just driving across to to Platte Lane where the the, the training uh, ground was. Uh, they didn't have any sort of proper changing facilities to, um, there, so um, it's, it's always it's always difficult. Um, as, as a player, um, you know, signing for a, for a club halfway through a season because you got to hit the ground running. You know, I think uh, the first training session was on the, the Thursday, and then thrown straight into the first team on the Saturday. And I think we we lost the first game, game away at uh, Port Vale two one. I think it was, but uh, yeah, it was, it, it was a tough time for for everyone concerned. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, when did you realise uh, kind of what the situation was like at City when when you got there? Because there's like like we're saying that they'd been through so many so many managers. There were so many players there. The uh, they were battling against relegation. I mean, it was it, it, they were expected when they when they'd gone down from the Premier League. They were expected to challenge for promotion. They were just so far from it. When when did when did all that kind of click into place for you? And, and did you realise what a job you, like the team had on from that from when you arrived? Um, yeah, I knew it was always it was going to be tough, and that was the reason they, they brought um, uh, Joe in. Um, and obviously, he was the, the fact that Joe was trying to get as many players um, there as possible um, that he'd, he'd known previously. Um, I, I think also the, the transfer window was, was coming to a uh, to a close as well. Yeah, you, know, you know, the normal transfer window, which I think was the fourth Saturday in. Um, in March, I think it was. So he was trying to trying to get as many um, new players in as possible, and to to you know help help the club stay in that division. Unfortunately, it didn't it didn't work out. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that atmosphere um, was okay when I, when I joined the club. You know, just the fact that there were so many players knocking about, and you know, some players um, obviously weren't involved at all. Um, I think there was there was that many players. I think there was sort of two squads training. You know, there was a, a squad of sort of 18, 20 players that, that Joe and, and Willie were working with. Then there was a completely other squad that I think um, someone like Ace Harper was dealing with them. Um, but um, it, it was it was just a, a case of, you know, tr- trying to survive that season, season, then regroup in the summer. There was a lot of players out of contract um, that obviously Joe, Joe moved on that summer. Um but again, the problem is the start of the following season. Um, there was it, it took until Christmas time, from recollection. I wasn't involved at all because of injury. Um, you know, to get the thing um, moving again, um, and they managed to scrape into the playoffs, as we all remember. What uh, What was that Stoke game like for you? Knowing that, like, there was nothing you could do about it because of, because you you kind of stuck watching on the sidelines, but also seeing the team do their job, but the results elsewhere going against you. Yeah, that was really, really difficult, wasn't it? Because I think both teams went down in the end, didn't we? I mean, I think it was a, we had a good win there. I think it was King Klaz's, um last game, wasn't it? I remember him, you know, all the fans, all the City fans behind the goal. Uh, the change room was in the corner and uh, he got a fantastic send-off. But um, yeah, it was it was really frustrating. I remember being at the game and travel with the team, um, sat in the stand um, and obviously, you know, realising that, you know, even though... City had won that they were still going to go down because of results elsewhere. I think it was at Huddersfield, I think, were um, a game there. I think that um, was the final nail in the coffer in terms of City. So um, it, was a, it was a case of sort of regrouping. Um, and when we got together a couple of months later for the um, for pre-season, you know, it was a, a, fr- a fresh start. Um, a lot of new players had come in. Um, and um, obviously, it was you know it was basically like turning a you know it's an old cliche, isn't it? You know, um, you know, a, 
big oil tanker, um, and I, th- I think that was rock bottom. You know, that summer, and it, you know, we, we managed to turn it around. The club managed to turn it around, and not really looked back since. Yeah, I mean, and as you say, you, you missed the whole of the next season, uh, which culminated in the playoff final. I mean, that's that. Uh, you, you must have been worried at 2-0 to Gillingham as well. You must have been worried that, that again, you, you're stuck on the sidelines seeing it all happen once again. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was really tough again. It was, you know, sat in the stands at Wembley, you know, watching the first goal go in from Gillingham and then obviously the second one, you're thinking that absolutely no way. And then, as, as you know, it's been well documented, you know, a lot of the fans, um, you know, uh, you know, got up from the seats and you know headed for the exits. Um, and then obviously the, the goal, the first goal that was pulled back just before um, the ninety minutes were up, and you know that you could you could hear the you know you could feel the the whole um, uh, city end. You know the, the the crowd just went absolutely crazy, and um, you know it's it one of the most fantastic experiences I've ever you know with, um, you know. I had, you know, the fact that um, coming back down from 2-0 down and obviously into extra time, which um, nothing really happened in the half an hour, but then obviously went to the, the penalties. But that was a, um, a, a great experience for the club. And, um, it, you know, you, again, you were sat, sat in the stand and not being able to do anything about it. It was really frustrating. Um, but, um, you know, it was a, it was a, you know, a great result for the, for the club and everyone um, relates back to that. Um, now 20 years on and, and rightly so you know that was a huge turning point um, for, from the club because if, if they hadn't have won that you know who knows what might have happened the new owners might have looked elsewhere and um, you know who knows where we will be yeah now uh, obviously Joe brought you back in for the the start of the next season um, how, how much had changed around Main Road at that time because because I'm conscious that when you when you started playing for City in the, those first few games in the relegation season, the mood would have been very different to how it was having just one promotion. Yeah, there was certainly a, a, a different mood um, around the place. Uh, Joe had, uh, you know, managed to um, you know sort the the squad out in terms of uh, numbers. You know, a lot of players had, had moved on. He, he had a more tight knit uh, group of players, and he um, over the, the previous twelve months and, and that that summer after the Gillingham final at Wembley, uh, brought in. Um, some more of his own players. Um, I think there was people like um, I think Mark Kennedy. That was a that was a big signing. Um, you know, obviously Andy Morris had come in the previous year, and that that was a, a big signing for the club as well in terms of galvanising the players in the changing room. Um, yeah, so so there, there was there was a, certainly um, a different note, and there was there was a certain amount of momentum behind the. The, the squad of players, and, and we took that straight into the um, into the following season. I, I don't think we were um, close to any of the favourites to go up again because it's a very difficult job to do to get back to back promotions. But that is effectively what happened. Yeah, I remember N- Nicky Weaver said to me once that uh, it was it was just a kind of like riding the crest of the of the wave from the year before. Did did the squad just basically play on that high from the promotion the year before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's, I mean, you see it happen all the time, don't you? It happened with Sheffield United a couple of years ago when they got promotion to the Premier League, and, and the, the following season you, you just get that build up of momentum, and, and that certainly was the case um, at City. Um, then you know there was such a relief um, from the Wembley final, winning that and getting promotion, getting back up there where you know we, the club wanted to be, and then there was there, it was definitely momentum um, behind the club and. There was a real good feel factor, um, you know. Even the crowds um, in the old second division, 
Um, you know, they were sort of late twenties, early thirties, um, and 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 fans all, you know, the, the fans are absolutely fantastic, um, and they'll always come and watch a, a winning team, and that's what happened. You know, the, the season we had in the championship, I think they, you know, there was, there was sellouts most most games, and um, you know, it was it was it was just the momentum of the of the previous season, you know, kept us going. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask what Main Road was was like to play at because obviously now there's a there's a generation of City fans that have never experienced what what Main Road was like. So can you can you kind of sum up what what it was like on the on the pitch at that time? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a you know an old fashioned traditional stadium. You know, it was it, you know it just had a unique atmosphere. Um, you know, the, 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 the I, I played at um, at Main Road. You know, when there was the old uh, terrace on the Kipak stand, and, and that was a you know fantastic atmosphere there. And um, obviously, the, they had the you know the fantastic big stand built there. Um, you know, very imposing. You know, I used to run out to the tunnel before the game, um, and it was a huge stand. Um, and then they had the temporary stand, if you remember, in the in the corner. I think they might. have Put another one up in the, the other corner as well, you know, to to get the fans in. You know, you remember them, all the fans, you know, sat there without any cover with the, you know, the um, the waterproof jackets on them being provided in the, you know. So it was, it, it, I mean, it was a, it was a great atmosphere playing at um, Main Road. Um, I mean, I think that might have been a bit of an issue in previous years that you know the, the fans were were struggling with the home form because of you know the, the pressure that was put on them. You know, the expectations from the huge crowds and it, and it clearly was lifting the opposition when they were coming to, to Main Road playing in front of a packed house you know some of the teams we were playing in those days your, your Maxfield Towns and New York Cities and Colchester's and possibly Wickham Wanderers you know we used to play in front of three, four, five, six thousand and then all of a sudden turn up at, at Main Road in front of you know 25, 30,000 so um, I mean that, that was <clears throat> I mean Willie might well have t- told the story about as um you know, doing our warm up not on the pitch at Main Road. We used to get a minibus around the back of the Kipaks to a, a little infant school and, and doing our warm up in their um, in their school hall, and then get minibus back. You know, 15, 20 minutes before kickoff because I think Willie's argument was that you know it's the, the, you know the, the, the players were getting to a bit of a negative vibe. You know, warming up in front of uh, <laughs> the fans. You know, half an hour before kickoff, and it seemed seemed to work. We did it every season. We got into a bit of a routine. Yeah, you uh, you also scored some big goals that season. Um, just looking back through your record, it, there was a, a a goal in a two one win at Palace. You got the winner at Birmingham. Uh, there was a, an equaliser at Stockport. And I mean, without these goals, City don't go up that year. Yeah, I think they're all headers. As as a lot of goals that I didn't score many goals during my career. You know, obviously being a defender, but I, I tended to go up for just about every corner and um, you know free kick. Um, yeah, there was there were some important goals. I, I mean, remember the one at, at Birmingham? I think that was a. Uh, probably about November time, um, and we were absolutely hammered in the first half. And Nicky, we had an outstanding game, if I remember rightly, pulled out some fantastic saves. Came in at half time, and Joe absolutely laid into us, uh, which he rightly did. Um, we came out, and I, th- I think I, um, I think I scored the the only goal of the game. Was it five ten minutes into the, into the second half, and then we we played a lot better in the second half, and. Um, that was a, a big result for us, um, and I remember scoring the header at Stockport. I think we were either losing, uh, we were two 0 down or two one down certainly, and then I managed to get the equaliser about ten or fifteen minutes before the, the end of the game. And that um, uh, we were going through a bit of a bad spell at the time, if I remember right. We hadn't won for about six or seven games, 
Um, and that was a bit of a turning point for a member. I think we bought in Spencer Pride for the transfer um, deadline. And um, I think we went on to win about seven out of our last nine games, which culminated in um, finishing second in the table and obviously promotion to the Premier League. Yeah, so uh, obviously we get to that uh, that that promotion. I mean, first off, there's the Birmingham game on the on the Friday night at Main Road, uh, which I I remember from from being in the stands as being as as a very very tense game, um, especially with it being a, a like a narrow one nil win as well. Um, how how were you feeling when the fans invaded the pitch, even though the job wasn't quite done? It still needed Ipswich to lose the next day. Yeah, that was that was a really tense time. Um, like I said it was on the Friday night. Um, I mean, for the for the whole of the season, it was the, the three clubs going for the two automatic promotion spots, ourselves, Charlton and uh, Ipswich. Charlton were always um, slightly ahead of us and Ipswich. And, you know, it, every time we win again, Ipswich seemed to win as well. So um, we just couldn't shake them off. Yeah, going into that penultimate game, it was a must-win game. It was very tense. I think we, we scored, I think Bob Taylor scored after... 15, 20, 25 minutes, which took a bit of pressure off the off the players and um, um, obviously the, the the fans. But I mean, I just remember the atmosphere, you know, under floodlights on a Friday evening. I mean, it was a it was a fantastic atmosphere, and um, it was you know the fact that it was only one nil. Um, you know, we only had a one goal cushion. It was very very tense, um, and there was um, there was a huge relief at the end of the game. And I remember the fans running onto the pitch and. You know, it was, I mean, it was understandable. Um, but then we all had to wait for the following day when um, I think Ipswich were playing um, away at Charlton. I think Charlton had been promoted the previous week. So uh, I think they won out. It went out about 3-0 winners in the end. So obviously, which meant it went to the last game of the season. Yeah, so it gets to Blackburn. Um, how How is everybody feeling before the game? Um, very, very tense. Um, remember we stayed in a hotel not far from Blackburn. You know, it's you know, you, there's a lot hanging around. It's 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 not it's it's difficult. You know, in the, in the lead up to the game because you know, you just sat around, just you know, looking at your watches, just you know, just biding your time, just waiting for the game. Really. Um, remember the pre the pre match meal. I think the kickoff was probably about two or three o'clock on the Sunday afternoon. It was a it was a very warm day. Which, you know, is, as a player, is not great, you know, because you know, running around in the the heat, you know, for ninety minutes. Um, I remember the pitch wasn't very good; it was very bobbly, and ball was bouncing around all over the place. Um, but you know, the, the players were in, you know, in good spirits. I think we just needed a draw, um, which was always difficult because, you know, do you try and you know block out and try and get a nil-nil, or do you should try and go for it? Um, yeah, it was a it was a strange old game because I think I think they hit the woodwork um, about three or four times, um, you know, and, and only managed to score one goal. But um, yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing how it turned turned out, you know, with us scoring the four goals. And yeah, you know, Black, I think Blackburn had nothing to play for. Um, having said that, you know, the manager was Graham Soonis, and uh, he just wanted to get one over on on, on City. So um, he certainly wound the the players up. I think um, a couple of weeks previously. Was it Charlton had um, secured promotion there, and they were celebrating the change room? So I think he, he told the players before the game they didn't want that to happen again. But they were really up for it, the Blackburn players, um, surprisingly. So for the you know their last game of the season, where they were sort of mid-table, nothing to play for. But um, yeah, it could have easily gone the, the other way if some of those um, um, you know shots that hit the 
would work for Blackburn it had gone in it. I think it would have gone two nil, gone down two nil, then it would have been very tough for us. And if we'd have gone to the playoffs, I'm not too sure. Um, we would have um, managed to get ourselves out of the playoffs because it would have been so demoralised, you know, having not got automatic promotion. Yeah, I mean, when you mentioned there the Blackburn hitting the woodwork, there was one incident where uh, Nicky Weaver said he actually thought it was going to be City's day when um, I think it was uh, Ashley Ward uh, beat Richard Edgill, bent it round him, and it hit the post and then just dropped straight back into his hands. And he said at, at that point, I'm just thinking, we can't lose this, as, as mad as it sounds. Yeah, I can remember that. Uh, it was the start of the second half, wasn't it? I, th- I think uh, Blackburn got, got their goal just before half-time, so we came in at half-time, you know, and... Um, um, Ipswich were leading that that got leaked through to the hard time. Um, I think I think Joe said to us part of the team talk hard time that um, we'd we'd never um, we we we'd never not scored um, in um, any game that season. So he said, look, you know, as long as you don't concede any more goals, we're one 0 down. Obviously, um, then we should be okay because we've always scored. Um, which um, I think was just a bit of kidology because we realised that wasn't the case. But um, and then, as you as you right said, that that shot that um, rebound off the post, Nicky Reaver turned round and it just bounced into his arms. And you're thinking this could possibly be our day. I think that was the fourth time they hit the woodwork. And then, um, obviously, short Sean Goethe started the um, you know the four goals um, about 10, 15 minutes later. But once the uh, once the that first goal went in, you know the you can see the Blackburn players, you know, the the, the, the heads went down and, um, you know, obviously the, the City fans, which were all over the stadium and outside as well, um, you know, re- really got behind the players. And, um, you know, once we get to, you know, sort of 2-1, one, 3-1, one, especially 4-1, you know, it was the last 10 or 15 minutes were absolutely fantastic because there was no way we, we weren't going to get promoted. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, at what point did you, did, did, were you able to relax and kind of know that you were going up? Yeah, I think I think when the fourth one went on, went in, yeah, that that was that was certainly the case. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he haven't said that even the third one because then they would have needed to have scored, um, you know, three goals. We could have we could have afforded to um, concede two more goals, but I think the uh, was was the fourth one was that the um, the own goal I think wasn't it? Um, or possibly pulled it. Uh, might be put the own goal was the third one, I think. And then Paul Lifkoff scored the fourth one, wasn't it? But the third and fourth one were absolutely fantastic. So the last fifteen minutes of that game were absolutely brilliant. You know, you're just trying to soak up the atmosphere. You know, um, obviously concentrate on the game, but just keeping an eye on what was going on. I think there was fans doing the conga down the side of Eden from the Blackburn fans, and you could you know keep an eye on some of the fans out on the on the hill looking down on the corner of the pitch and things like that. But um, yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic, you know. And then obviously when the final whistle went, I think um, he, the referee gave us a bit of a, a warning that it was going to blow the whistle. And yeah, you know, most of the players managed to head towards the get head start towards the tunnel. Um, some of the lads got caught up in the crowds around the pitch. Um, but um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a great game. Um, in fact, it was a, I got a text from one of my pals um, last weekend, and he said, "Oh, they've, they've got the City Blackbird game on, on the Sky Sports channels." So I wasn't doing anything, so I just flicked over it, and it was um, it was about half an hour to go. Actually, I think it was one all when I managed to um, flick over, and it was um, the first time I watched it for probably about ten or fifteen years. It was uh, it was some some game and um, some memories. 
Yeah, um, I, I just want to finish, Richard, by uh, playing you this. I asked uh, Joe about um, that team that won promotion from uh, Division One back to the Premier League, uh, and he he went through a, a you know various different players that had played a big part this season. I just want to play you what he said about you, if that's okay. Okay. Um, this is what he said: Richard Jobson was playing at that level when he had no right to be playing. I mean, his ankle was that bad. Jebo, every time he put his boots on, he was a hero to play for us. But he, you know, he gave us his best. There you go, a, a hero to play for City every uh, every game. I mean, I, I didn't realise that uh, that your injury problems have been that bad, you know. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, that, that's the reason I missed the the previous season. You know, leading up to the Gillingham final at Wembley, um, I, I chipped a bone on my ankle. I think it was in a, um, a, a tackle with Adebola the previous season. Um, um, I just thought it was a bit of an ankle sprain and it just wasn't improving after two or three months. So I went for an, an X-ray and they said, oh no, you've chipped a bone on it. We said, put it in, in pot for about six weeks. So it was a hell of a long job trying to get back from it. But, um, I, you know, I managed to back my way back. Um, but every, every training session, every game, I just have to put a huge trapping on my ankle, basically immobilise it. It was on the I think it was my, my left foot, which um, obviously is me, not my strong foot, which didn't really matter. Um, so I could, I could use my right foot. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Joe, Joe was you know fantastic for, him, for me right through my career. You know, Simon Oldham, we had you know a fantastic time there. And then obviously came in for me towards the end of my career at, at City. Um, and, that, and that season culminating in the uh, game at Blackburn and promotion, you know, will be one of, you know, the, the top memories of, of my playing career.